The following program is underwritten by... Do you have a dog that pulls? The Halty product range by the Company of Animals has something to help stop your dog pulling. From the Halty harness to the Halty OptiFit head collar. Company of Animals. For all your pet's training and behavior needs at www.companyofanimals.us. Celebrating the connection with our pets. This is Animal Radio, featuring your dream team, veterinarian Dr. Debbie White and groomer Joey Villani. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. Welcome, my friend. Here's the number. It's toll-free, 1-866-405-8405 if you want to chime in on anything this afternoon. We'd love to hear from you. You can also ask your questions from the Animal Radio app for your iPhone and Android. Now, today's show... A lot of fun. We're going to have Jessica Cameron, actress and scream, drink, scream, scream queen, scream queen. <laughs> so hard to say. Jessica Cameron joining us. She loves her animals. And she's, I don't know if you've seen any of her flicks that she's been in, Tammy, but uh, she's I like. I haven't. I haven't. They're all horror films, you know, kind of stuff. And yeah. I believe she even is in some comic books, but she, she has, huh. uh, I, I believe, five cats. And I'm if I'm not mistaken, they're all black in color, too. So we'll find out what that's all about in just a couple of minutes. And if you don't mind, I'm going to ask her to scream, too. I mean, if she is the scream. She probably has that kind of glass-shattering scream. Yes, I'm, that's what I'm thinking. Uh-huh. So uh, be prepared for that in just a few minutes. Uh, we have a great hero, which is good, because I'll tell you right now, I'm pissed off. And I know you are. Yes. Yep. Well, yep. a fellow radio host, mm-hmm. Dr. Laura, Dr. Laura Schlesinger, you've heard of her, mm-hmm. right? Gives well, she advice. used to be one of my best friends. Yes. Until this? No, no, a number of years ago, other issues, but uh, she's she'll never be my best friend ever again after this. Never. Oh, dear. Uh, we've, no, uh, no, we, no. We've passed in the hallways before, and we've never really had mm-hmm. deep conversation or anything, but uh, over the holidays, actually, this is just a few days before the holidays, she went on her radio show, and she said, pit bulls are a waste of space and should all be mm-hmm. put down. Wow. She sure did. Yeah, and the, she sure did. I mean that's that's just irresponsible. That's just an ignorant person. That is That got me mad enough, but yeah, for her to continue was just over the top. For those of you that don't uh, subscribe to what I subscribe to, let me tell you what you should subscribe to, and that is that pit bulls uh can be good, they can be bad. It depends on the owner, it depends on how they're trained. Mm-hmm. And exactly. that adoption Actually, I believe comes in as one of the biggest, biggest biters. Mm-hmm. You are correct. Yeah, and I know I know small children that are far more irritating and dangerous than a lot of pitfalls. <laughs> so I'm not going to advocate putting them down. Okay. Well, all I can say is that whether this is a radio stunt, she did this to bring PR to her show, which is lacking in ratings as of the last few years, or whether or not she sincerely believes pit bulls are bad, her actions were unapproachable, unspeakable. unspeakable. And, See, and I yeah. wonder if the whole thing truly is a stunt. Did it really happen? I just can't. It really I can't. happened. I would say she needs to be euthanized, but you know what? What is euthanization? It's a humane end of life. Putting and down. Yeah. She doesn't. Yeah. She doesn't deserve that. Uh, send her off to North Korea. It, you know, Kim Jong-un, both of them together. <laughs> well, maybe not. They could procreate, and then you'd have the devil baby. Oh, dear. Yes. Oh, no. no. You wouldn't want that. Oh, okay. my gosh. So I can't think of anything bad enough to wish on her at this moment. Uh, we'd love to hear what you think. Toll free, one 405 8405 I'm sure we air on some of the same stations as Dr. Laura. Also, I tell you, coming up oh from gosh. here on forth, we have some wonderful people that are doing great things with the animal, including actress Jessica Cameron. And our hero this week is Saving Llamas. 
Yeah, llamas and alpacas. I didn't know they needed saving. Apparently they do. We'll find out more in just a couple of minutes. Tammy Trujillo from the newsroom. What do you got? I have got one of those feel-good stories about a pair of brother dogs who were born at a kennel, and eight years later, they are finally getting their very own home together. Mm, That sounds good. I needed that kind of story. (laughs) And we'd love to talk to you and help you with your animals, whether it's a question for the doctor or the behaviorist. Give us a call toll-free, 1-866-405-8405. Well, let's go to Jennifer. Hey, Jennifer. Hello. Hi. Where are you calling from? From Ranchukamunga. Oh, the L.A. area. What's going on? How can we help you? Um, well, I foster dogs for rescues, and I have a dog who is large, and he um, seems to be a little dominating with food and with chew toys and now with my affection with other dogs. Oh, okay. So what does your doggy household consist of? Um, well, we have a big yard. Um we're constantly out there with the dogs, giving all the dogs attention. I mean, there's different dogs that come in and out. I have long-term fosters and short-term fosters. Okay. So how many dogs? What kind? Tell me what you got. Um, I have like four chihuahuas, and then I just recently got a, li- a little girl. She's medium size. Okay. She looks like, I think she's half pit, half lab. Okay. And he, they said he's half pit, half lab, but he looks more half great bean, half lab. Okay, he's a big guy then, huh? <laughs> he's really big. And um, if I show any dog's affection, he gets mad and he starts fighting. Um, we try to introduce him to the girl, mm-hmm. thinking that maybe he would settle down that he has a dog more his size, and he just went off on her. Wow, okay. Has anyone gotten hurt here? No, he he just pins them with his with his nose and his face. But recently, I noticed he started to open his mouth. Mm, okay. And how long has he been with you? Yeah. He's been with me since Thanksgiving. And just this has recently just happened. Okay. All right, Jennifer. Well, I can tell you have a big heart because you've opened your, your yard and your home to many dogs here. And I'm assuming they're all spayed and neutered. I'm sorry? Are they all spayed and neutered? Yes, they are. They are. Okay, perfect, because that's an important detail we have to make sure is off the table there first. So I'm, I'm going to give you some some hard, cold truth here. And um, I am okay. concerned for the other animal's safety in this situation. And I think what you're doing is really, um, it's wonderful, and you want to make a difference. But in a dog that displays those kind of characteristics, both resource guarding, um, whether it be food, toys, or humans, um, that poses a special concern. And it does require extra training and control of the situation. And if you have little chihuahuas, that adds in also another component of what may be going on. I'd have to you know, see your pets interacting is that little dogs sometimes can elicit prey drives in larger dogs um, or dogs that have a, a very a strong prey drive, just like a greyhound, for instance. You know, they love to chase things. And if you're, if this dog also has dominant behaviors and protective behaviors, it really can um, mean disaster. So for the other animal safety in that situation, you need to do something very drastic, whether that means rehoming or finding another foster to take this other dog. But if he was your only dog, then, then there's a lot of things I could advise you on and how you can control situations to work with him and build positive experiences. It is so hard if you've got five other dogs running around doing their daily things to try to 
train him to respond in a favorable way because you're not controlling those actions of those other dogs at the same time. It's just physically impossible. Mm-hmm. Um, but if he was your only dog, then we would talk about, you know, giving him positive reward for allowing the acceptance of another dog nearby and um, training him to accept, yeah. um, you know, handling of those items by yourselves and or another pet that you could bring into the area. But um, I, I I see it every day, and it's only because I sew up dogs that um, are unfortunately attacked by housemate dogs over possessive behaviors. Um, uh-huh. I just have to speak yeah, up see, for their safety. Fine. Yeah, he's fine outside with them all day. It's just once I go out there. I understand, but you know, you it could be, it yeah. could be something as simple as you know he sees something else in the yard when you're not around, um, something else that he wants to be possessive over. You can't control those situations. If uh-huh. um, you know something else happens, you know someone else comes around. Um, it's just too difficult, and and um, I'm not saying put him to sleep. I'm just saying your environment is not the most conducive for him to. Um, be trained appropriately. And he, he does need a lot of work. Um, so that is something that I think will take a lot of dedication and uh, focusing on him as a single individual in a household. So ho- hopefully you can you know maybe find someone within your network of shelter personnel that you can um, set that up. But uh, I, I just, like I, said, yeah, I, I fear for their the safety. Rest, yeah, I contacted the rescue and they said, um, give us a little bit more time. We, you know, we're full in boarding and we have to find another foster Um but he, because he's so big, he, you know, we have a, a dog run. We're thinking he's just going to ram through that dog run. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And, you and, know, and that's um, a lot of dog. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I wish you good luck with that, Jennifer. And um, hopefully he can find the help that he needs. But um, keep your baby safe and, and definitely make sure you do keep them supervised, separated until you can make those arrangements. Yeah. Okay. Thank you so much. Thanks for your call, Jennifer. If you need to call like Jennifer did, you can call 1-866-405-8405. It's toll-free. You can also ask your questions from the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. It's a free download thanks to Doctors Fosters and Smith. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. Mirror, mirror on the wall. How did I become so fat? If you're a woman over 40 and you're having trouble losing extra weight, please call the Amperin Hotline now at 1-800-958-3268. After 40, your body changes, and so should your weight loss strategy. At Amberin, we specialize in breakthrough solutions specifically tailored to women over 40, including hormonal balance, relief from menopausal symptoms like hot flashes. And you can lose pounds of stubborn extra weight in just weeks with Amberin Weight Loss. Right now, through this special radio offer, you can get a 100% risk-free trial. Just call 1-800-958-3268 now. So if you're a woman over 40 and you're tired of looking in the mirror and not liking what you see, call the Amberin Hotline today. Hurry, this limited-time 100% risk-free offer won't last forever. Call 1-800-958-3268. That's 1-800-958-3268. Again, 1-800-958-3268. There is a movement. A movement to simplify. A movement to find balance. It is a movement that's defined in every Bosch kitchen. Bosch kitchens are designed to be everything a modern kitchen should be. The precise technology in every Bosch appliance was invented with you in mind. Side-opening oven doors that give easier cavity access. Induction cooktops with zones that adapt to the size of your cookware. Dishwashers with a third rack to fit cutlery, whisks, and tongs. 
And with flush installation, the Bosch Kitchen gives you a clean, integrated, and definitively European look. There is a movement to value simplicity as a luxury. There is a movement toward perfection in every detail. There is a movement toward the 2014 Bosch Kitchen. Step up to a Bosch Kitchen package of three or more appliances and get a 10% rebate. See the new Bosch Kitchen at your Bosch retailer. Hey, this is Sean Hayes on Animal Radio. Remember to spay and neuter your pets. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. It's Animal Radio. We're celebrating our connection with our pets toll-free at 1-866-405-8405. Anywhere in the great nation of ours. You can also uh, check in via the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. It's a free download. Do that now. Let's go to Blanca calling in from L.A. Blanca. Yes, from Torrance, California. How are you doing today, Blanca? We're doing fine, thank you. What's going on with the animals? How can we help? Okay, I have a 12-year-old cat uh, that weighs 19 pounds. Uh, He's always been very hostile, but in the last... uh, I would say year, maybe two years, he's getting worse and worse to the point that, uh, I mean, he loves the family. He cuddles with us, all of that. But I cannot even put it in the carrier to take him to the vet for mm-hmm. his vaccination because he'll bite. He doesn't like people. He doesn't like anybody except the family. And then if I try to carry him, he'll bite me. Now, okay. he will jump on me and, and cuddle, but that's it. Okay. I need, I need some help. So is the, just to get this straight, the, the main problem is when he leaves the house, he's aggressive. No. And it, uh, if I put him in the carrier, uh, he becomes aggressive for me not to put him. If oh, okay. I, I, I mean, I use that uh, spray to calm them down, and I put it in. Mm-hmm. If I take him, I he becomes very aggressive. Okay. Yeah. Challenging because cats are are definitely they have their preferences and and they would prefer to stay in their own house and never go see that mean doctor in the white coat. <laughs> and I do have some cats that come to me that to actually walk in the door, I have to have the pet owner put the cat in my box and I have to anesthetize the cat to actually handle them. Right. So that's kind of, that's kind of the, the far end of the scenario that some cats are just very challenging to do anything to once they get out of their home environment. Now, there are other cats we may get away with, you know, using things like the natural remedies like pheromones or calming medications that contain, um, green tea extract called L-theanine. Mm-hmm. Um, that can be helpful or even using tranquilizers at home before you even pull out that cat carrier. Well, so if, the, the thing is that if I need to use tranquilizers, I call the vet and I say, listen, I cannot put him in the, in the, well, we will have to see him in order for you to give you a tranquilizers. Uh-huh. So, you know, one thing offsets the other. Yeah. Well, and this is where having a regular relationship with your veterinarian is important because if I knew your kitty, what's your kitty's name? Cuddles. <laughs> cuddles. <laughs> if, if you said, hey, Dr. Debbie, uh, Cuddles needs to come in. I have a concern. And you were to tell me, oh, when I look in my chart and I say, Cuddles, 19 years old, cat from, he- 
Oh, heck. <laughs> I would say, you know what? I have no problem with that medication right now because if it helps to facilitate what I need to do, I'm all on board. But the problem is if you don't have a, a, a close relationship with a veterinarian or he hasn't been in recently, they do need to make sure he's healthy enough for that. Well, that being said, yeah. usually a, a cat that comes in, you know, all teeth and claws bared, um, you know, we have to do what we have to do to, to enable that exam. So, um I, you well, are probably going to be beyond the things that I can help you with, uh, natural remedies. Um, so that would be definitely some of the first things to try. But otherwise, you know, be prepared that we're going to have to use chemical help um, for cuddles. Yeah, whether- yeah. I figure it would end up to be that. I guess I'm going to have to talk to the vet and see if she can recommend something or give me something because, I, you know, he, he needs to be checked. Absolutely. Now, this is, I hate to throw some of my colleagues under the bus, but this is an opportunity for some folks that do house call work. (laughs) And and it's a proven thing. Cats behave differently in their home environment than outside. And I had a cat from hell when I was um, a a young uh, veterinarian, and I could not do anything to my own cat when I brought them into, him into my hospital. Not at all. I had to, I could draw blood kind of at home on the kitchen table with him, and I could get that done. But once he figured I was pulling out the white coat and being a veterinarian he changed so i i I totally know what you're going through and um you know i'm not meaning to make it a laughing matter but sometimes um in the home environment a mobile vet um, with proper assistance you know they might be able to at least get some basic things done a physical exam basic vaccination and then maybe help to clear the way that if you do need a tranquilizer um for bigger things that might be needed to be done then you know they can help you out with that as well so Oh, okay. So then I, 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 I'm sure that there might be some kind of a mobile, uh, vet that I can. Definitely. In, yeah. In your area, I'm sure there are. Um, and some veterinary offices offer their own um, mobile house call services, and there are actually exclusive practices where that's all they do. And, um, oh, really? You know, mm-hmm. So you just have to kind of check check around and um, make some connections with that. But that might be one thing. And as long as he was you know, not offended by the white coat in general, <laughs> that might be one opportunity. Yeah. Oh, my God. Well, thank you so much, Doctor. I really appreciate this. I just needed to know that that's the last resource. Yeah. Because my vet is not helping me. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. And, you know, the, you know, nobody likes to use drugs on their animals if we can avoid it. So, um, if that works for you, then I'll, uh, I'll be clapping for cuddles there. With me, it's fine. I'm just worried that, you know, I mean, I did, uh, I was able to take him for his uh, rabies, but they couldn't even put the flea medication because he was ready to kill all of them. (laughs) Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Doctor. I appreciate you talking to me, and I'll look for a mobile one. All right. My pleasure. Take care. Thanks, Blanca. Calling from Los Angeles at 1-866-405-8405. Well, this portion of Animal Radio is underwritten by Halty Head Collar. Do you have a dog that pulls... Looking down at the radio right now, yeah. The <laughs> we hal- all do. Yeah. Guilty. Or you know somebody that does. Yes. Well, the Halty Head Collar by the Company of Animals helps stop your dog from pulling by enabling you to gently direct your dog's head, allowing you to control your dog's direction of movement, putting you, the owner, back in control, thankfully. Find a Halty Range retailer near you at www.companyofanimals.us. Well, let's head on over to Tony. Hey, Tony, where are you calling from? Los Angeles, California. What's going on? Well, I'm curious to know, um, uh, what is the normal temperature for a cat? 
Normal temperature would be 101 to 102, maybe 103 at the high end. Because I got a temporal artery thermometer. Do you know what that is? A uh, forehead thermometer? You know those uh, thermometers that you scan across somebody's mm-hmm. head and it tells yeah. the temperature? Yeah. And I scanned it across the cat's head and uh, it was 84, 85 degrees. Yeah, so you can't trust that. on animals? No, and the problem is is that there's hair, fur, and different conductions in their skin, so um, we can't rely on that. Now, there are, the most reliable temperature is actually the rectal temperature, using a rectal thermometer. Right. There are, um, we do, in veterinary medicine, sometimes we'll use um, an auricular or an ear uh, thermometer, and uh, that basically measures heat that reflects off of the um, eardrum. So that would be my second choice if I was checking a temperature. Um, and then the, the third but less favored would be under the armpit, um, which we do see a lot more variability when you do that just because, again, they, there's differences in their skin, their fur, all of that kind of stuff. So it, it's best to do a rectal temperature if you're up for the, the challenge. Well, yeah, I was just curious what the temperature, uh, what their temperature was. And when I scanned them, uh, it was like 84, 85 degrees. And so I thought... No, it couldn't be. Uh, no. It can't be that low. <laughs> exactly. What's going on with your kitty? Is she having a problem? Oh, no, no. I just, uh, you know, every once in a while I uh, try something new on them and see if it'll work. It's like <laughs> preventative maintenance. But they seem, yeah, right. <laughs> they seem to be healthy and happy, so, uh, but that's the only question I had. I thank you so much for your help. Hey, thanks for calling, Tony. We appreciate it. Toll free at 1-866-405-8405 or the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. I think that's the first time that we've ever had that question. Yeah, I thought it was a it's very a good, good question. It is yeah. a good question. I don't know if I want to learn the whole rectal thing. That's, I'll pass on that. I just have that relationship. Right it could be done easily at home with a little peanut butter distraction on one end and a little KY on the other. Just make sure you have the peanut butter on the right end. <laughs> Yeah. You want to get those mixed up. No, here. don't mix up your ends. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1 866 405 8405. Did you donate anything to charity last year? Or did you tell your girlfriend you donated something to charity, but really you just moved it to the attic? Because that CD tower is part of who you are. And if Michelle doesn't understand that, well, maybe Michelle doesn't understand you. Or. Well, no matter what you went through last year, answering questions like, did you donate anything, is much simpler. Intuit TurboTax. It's amazing what you're capable of. Hi, I'm Junior, Director of Marketing for Fido Friendly, the travel and lifestyle magazine for us dogs. I have the best job in the world, sniffing out hotels and destinations where they roll out the red carpet for canines and humans alike. To find out where I've been lately and to learn how you can travel like me, pick up a copy of Fido Friendly magazine at your local bookstore or subscribe online at FidoFriendly.com to find out what all the barking's about. Ow, ow. 
At Stella and Chewy's, they're dedicated to the simple proposition that pets should be healthy and happy. Their commitment to quality starts with their ingredients. Every Stella and Chewy's product is made with raw, naturally raised meat, poultry, or fish, sourced from USDA-inspected facilities without added hormones or antibiotics. Unlike commercial pet food, which is one of the most highly processed products on the planet with much of its nutritional value cooked away, Stella and Chewy's dog and cat food is nutritious and delicious. Learn more at StellaandChewy's.com. Tackle your first do-it-yourself project of the year. Replace that old carpet with easy-to-install floors from Lumber Liquidators. This week, get it done for less with incredible deals on DIY-friendly Brazilian cherry laminate. It's our thickest and best, and it's less than a buck. Or get the gorgeous look of oak from just 49 cents, plus unbeatable deals on pre-finished solid hardwood, bamboo, vinyl plank, and more for about half of what you'd pay somewhere else. And get special financing. Don't put off that DIY project. Get rid of your dingy carpet and visit LumberLiquidators.com to find a store near you. The Movie Man six-second review starts now. A timely, important biopic in one of the best movies of the year. If you have a dream, march to see Selma by me. Do you have trouble skin or acne? With Proactive Plus, your acne can heal, and you can help prevent new breakouts from happening. Call Proactive Plus now and receive a 60-day free trial, along with two free extras and free shipping. Call 800-677-6111. That's 800-677-6111. This is an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Doctors Foster and Smith Pet Supplies with thousands of quality products at low prices every day so you save on every order. Visit fosterandsmith.com. I'm Tammy Trujillo. With the new year, it's now legal in California to take your dog to many restaurants as long as the restaurant has an outdoor space. Dogs have to be on leashes or in carriers. They have to be well behaved and they can't be where the food's being prepared. Now it's still up to each restaurant to decide if dogs are welcome and local laws will trump the new state law. But the idea here is to keep people from leaving dogs in hot cars during the summer or tied up alone outside of restaurants. A British study has just come out with a warning for people who have small children and also have an exotic reptile in the house, like a snake, a chameleon, iguana, gecko, something like that. The study found that 27% of the kids that came down with salmonella lived in homes with a reptile as a pet. Salmonella is a germ that in humans can cause gastroenteritis, colitis, blood infections, and meningitis. It doesn't make the reptiles sick, but they can carry the germ, and they spread it through, let's say, their poops. A similar study was done here in the U.S., and it estimated that reptile-associated salmonella was behind 21% of all lab-confirmed cases of salmonella in people under the age of 21. Now, the key here, wash your hands after handling any type of reptile. Well, practically every boarding kennel can probably tell you a story about an animal being abandoned there, not just by individuals, sometimes by animal rescue groups as well. And that is the story of these two large tan dog brothers named Rowdy and Gwyn that I want to tell you about. These two were born in a kennel in Texas in October of 2006, and get this, they've spent their entire lives there. A few years back, the kennel owner turned them over to a group called the Forgotten Pet Advocates, where they've been for the last couple of years. And finally, this extremely bonded pair have an adoption pending together. A couple's been approved to adopt them, but it's not as easy as it might seem here. The two boys have never lived in a home before, just a kennel, so the process is going to take some time. The couple is visiting them weekly, and they'll take them home for a few hours a couple of times to help them make the transition. And if all goes well, fingers crossed here, the official adoption date is February the 14th, when these two very sweet dogs will finally get a home of their own. And that sounds like a perfect Valentine's Day to me. I'm Tammy Trujillo. Get more breaking animal news anytime at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Doctors Foster and Smith Pet Supplies. 
Visit FosterAndSmith.com for pet supplies selected by veterinarians with 100% satisfaction guaranteed. Doctors Foster and Smith, your trusted source for quality, affordable pet supplies. Veterinarian owned with veterinary expertise behind every product. Doctors Foster and Smith has thousands of name brand pet products, including pet medications, all with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Low prices every day, so you save on every order with free shipping on orders $49 or more. Fast service delivered right to your door. Shop online at fosterandsmith.com because your pet's health and happiness come first. Really? No way. Hey, I'm Eric from Sam Adams, here to get craft beer drinkers' reactions as they secretly taste Sam Adams' Boston Lager. It's got a good body. It's got a great taste. It's very smooth. I, I like that. Think you've had this beer before? No. This is Sam Adams' Boston Lager. Sam Adams! Like, <laughs> I was going to yes. say Sam Adams. That's easy to drink. It's tasty. It's a very flavorful, drinkable beer. Smooth, but it does have flavor. I love a Boston Lager. What this tested is it put Sam Adams back on the map for me. Boston Beer Company, Boston Mass, it was Geico presents Fan Mail to a Pig. Dear Maxwell, first off, hope you are well. And I am. Seems like all you do is promote Geico's web and app abilities. And while I really enjoyed your last commercial where you talked about how I could take a photo of my VIN number and add it to my account all via my Geico app, I've got to think it doesn't leave you much time for anything else. Do tell. Sincerely, Miranda Morgan. Well, Miranda, thank you for asking. And this Geico spokespick does have time to do other things. For instance, I do a lot of VIN scanning to add a car. Just a tap away on the Geico app. Animal Radio's Hero People is underwritten by Zuterin, a non-surgical alternative to dog castration. One injection provides a safe, permanent, and virtually painless alternative to surgical castration. Learn more at www.zuterin.com. That's Z-E-U-T-E-R-I-N.com. You're listening to Animal Radio. Find us at AnimalRadio.com. Log on, learn more. I got to tell you, Judy, I really need a hero today. The Dr. Laura thing really brought me down, and I need somebody that's doing something good for the animals now. Now, fortunately, we have some good people out there. If you know some of these good people and you want to nominate them for our Hero Person of the Week, send us an email to yourvoice at animalradio.com, yourvoice at animalradio.com. Uh, today, we welcome David Chapman to the airwaves. He runs the Llama Sanctuary. That is, I, I don't know where that is. How are you, David? Hello, I'm very well, thank you. Where is the Llama Sanctuary? The Llama Sanctuary is located in a tiny little, not even a village, of Kingfisher near Enderby, and that's in southern British Columbia. Oh, is that where we're calling you? That is, yes, in a snowy scene of blue sky. Oh, yes. Uh, snow-laden trees all around. Yes, quite scenic here at the moment, but this is uh, the North Okanagan region and British Columbia. Now, up there you have llamas and alpacas, and before we get going, because I'm the idiot here, what's the difference between a llama and an alpaca? <laughs> there, are, there are a few differences, and um, sometimes they can be very similar and uh, difficult to tell apart, but generally the alpaca is smaller, about half to two-thirds the size of a llama. It has short, pointed ears, um, whereas the llama tends to have big, uh, curving banana-shaped ears, with, uh, sometimes with tassels and uh, fibre on them, and they have a very different coat, and that's how you'd really tell the difference between them, is the, uh, the alpaca has a very close fibre, whereas the llama tends to be layered. Do they both spit? <laughs> they both spit. Alpacas, in our experience, alpacas spit first, ask questions later. Uh, <laughs> The uh, the llamas um, they don't like to spit. 
um, because the spit ore uh, is as badly affected as the spitty in uh, in llama language. You know, they, after spitting, they stand for 15 minutes or so with a mouth open, drooling because uh, it affects them so badly. So usually they they avoid spitting if they can mm. um, and if they do spit then it's usually just an air spit you know it's a a, a blow up into the air of of literally just air or the contents of whatever they're chewing um whereas alpacas will will start off with the deep green goo- uh, smelly stuff and progress from there <laughs> <laughs> sounds like a saturday night for me yes so what- it is and and um just to dispel another myth uh-huh. uh, it is really rare for us to be spat at. In oh. fact, I think we might get spat at once or twice a year, and usually it's when we're doing something serious that they don't like. But we do get spat upon if we get caught in between an argument. Usually two females are, are fighting it out, and if we get caught in the middle of it, then <laughs> we get covered. Wow. That's less time than I get spit at in a week. <laughs> So you have a sanctuary, and i got to ask, why or how do animals, these particular alpacas or llamas, end up at your sanctuary? Are they ill? Are they injured? What makes them homeless, and why can't they fend for themselves? Well, the uh, the llamas and alpacas are not native to Canada nor North America. About 20 years or so ago, there were, uh, llamas fetched a very high price, in certainly in Canada, and I know that it was the same in uh, the United States. $20,000 was not uncommon for selling a llama. And then suddenly the market just collapsed. They were no more um, valuable than a stray dog. And a lot of the llamas ended up just being given away as alpacas came in to be the next great thing, the next great money earner. And a lot of these poor llamas ended up as pets, as guard llamas you know they were used for guardians on farms and and ranches and some people thought it would be a really cool idea to have a pet llama and unfortunately they didn't have the either the desire or the the skill to manage it and like every other pet there are occasions when people get fed up with it and they just don't do anything with it and it um, sits and rots in a field somewhere or as is most common us um, repossession of homes when homes are repossessed and the people get out of their home in a um, a very short order um, uh, if they've got a horse usually they can um, find a home for the horse quickly but the llama is more difficult and they tend just to let it go it either stays in a field or they just open up the gate and send it off into the forest Um, And we get a call saying there's a llama hanging around somewhere, Um, you know, can we come and catch it or do something with it and uh, we'll go along, we'll um, round it up, um, bring it back in, give it a health check and then seek another home for it. Mm. The latest one that we had, the owner had a stroke, an elderly gentleman had a stroke and um, is essentially mortally, mortally ill. He won't be returning to his home, and he had a llama looking after some goats. So no one, there was no one in this family left, um, so some friends were sorting out the house, and we took the llama, mm-hmm. and she's a beautiful creature. She didn't have any training, so she was very difficult to catch. It took us four visits to actually uh, uh, catch her and bring her back, and we'll do some training with her. 
halter training um, more so in the spring now it's a little bit difficult to do it in the winter but once she's trained she's in good health hopefully we'll find a, a new home for her how do you pay for uh, rescuing all these llamas that you rescue mostly from our own pockets we um, we run a, um, a business or several businesses uh, um, from home on the internet and telephone and so it's mostly from our own pockets as a as a hobby gone crazy. The hair must be valuable. Can you make any money from that to pay for their rescuing? Oh, a little bit. Really, the fiber is not um, of, of great value, especially uh, since probably half of the animals we have here, more than half of the, uh, the llamas, are what they call classic llamas. So they have a very coarse fiber um, over the top of the soft down. So the soft down we can brush out. Um, which we do anyway. We, we groom them and brush the brush it out. Uh, but there isn't a great quantity of it um, to do much with. Uh, the fiber llamas, um, which have a, a softer guard hair, they can be sheared. Um, but once again, if we get sort of ten dollars for a, a fleece, you know, it's not a lot. Okay. And so we, what we do is we run workshops. We use the fiber um, from the those animals that we uh, take the fiber from we use their fiber and we run workshops teaching people to spin um, to process fiber to felt to knit crochet whatever that's another method of bringing in income sure well you're doing great work i encourage listeners to check out the website llamasintheraw.com and of course links to everything you've heard on today's show over at animalradio.com do you name them all how many do you have there right now we have about 30 you, they're not all rescues. We have some borders, some long-term borders here. Uh-huh. But they all have names. They all have very distinct names. Are any of them Lorenzo? Did no, you name no. any of them Lorenzo? No, we haven't got a Lorenzo. Okay, I was just checking. <laughs> we have a Cusco. We have a Cusco from uh, the Emperor's New Groove. Oh, yes. Well, of course. This is cool. I'm so glad you're doing what you're doing. You're our hero this week, and I encourage people to check out the website. We'll put all the links over at AnimalRadio.com. And keep up the good work. I'm going to send you a few bucks, okay? Thank you very much. There he goes, uh, David Chapman, calling us from British Columbia. That's in Canada, right? <laughs> he just has a British accent. That's all. Yes. Animal Radio's Hero People is underwritten by Zuterin the only FDA-approved non-surgical method for sterilization of male dogs. Zuterin offers an alternative to neutering male dogs, thus helping reduce the pet overpopulation problem. One injection provides a safe, permanent, and virtually painless alternative to surgical castration. Zuterin, a permanent and cost-effective alternative to neutering male dogs. Learn more at www.zuterin.com. That's Z-E-U-T-E-R-I-N.com. Okay, if you haven't tried it yet, check out Stella and Chewy's little intro packs. They are so cool. Eight and a half ounces of pure, delicious pleasure with Chewy's chicken. Simply venison, Stella super beef, the duck, duck, goose, and the phenomenal pheasant. You can find out which one your dog likes because I'm telling you, they're all good for you. They just have different flavors. Your dog may like more than one flavor. You can rotate them. Look at the Ladybug Studio stunt dog is actually looking up. As soon as we said Stella and Chewy, she's like, it's lunchtime. Line one. Hi, Lori. How are you? Hi. I'm doing fine. How are you? Good. Where are you today? Uh, I'm in Indiana. How can we help you? Uh, I have a uh, large dog, uh, Malamute, and his mother was a registered lab. 
And uh, I noticed a uh, knot on the back of his neck a few months ago, and he's been having goobers in his eyes that look like blood, and he's been slobbering a lot. And I'm wondering if that's, you know, if I should really be worried about it. Okay. Is it is the slobbering, is the drooling one-sided, or is it just kind of all, all out of the mouth all over? Uh, I think it's just one-sided. I'm not for sure about it. I'm okay. pretty sure it's just one-sided, though. I've noticed stain on the cover on his bed. Okay. And is he rubbing yeah. at his eyes or his face at all? Are you seeing him no. bother with that? No. Okay. But when I, when I clean his eyes, it it definitely looks like blood. Okay. Well, and, you know, dogs do have some pigment changes to their tears in their eye into their saliva and there's kind of a natural brown color that can come from the tears in the saliva and in fact if you ever notice a dog that licks their feet a lot you see kind of a brown staining kind of like a rust staining of the fur so some of that could fall into that category i'm a little bit concerned because you mentioned some of that drooling accompanied with the eye discharge and um i guess the first thing i would consider would be the possibility that something inside the mouth inside the oral cavity that that could be causing some problems there um something as simple as a bad tooth or an infected root on a tooth can cause problems in the eye on that same side and believe it or not a lot of times we'll diagnose a a bad tooth by a pet that has a sore right below the eye and uh or excessive discharge from the eye so that would be something i would certainly do i would lift up your pet's lip look in the mouth and you know certainly you know at a pet that age i would get to a vet just so we can have a good checkup um, from the head to the toe. Um, but that would definitely be something that I could explain some of those signs. Otherwise, you know, there are some basic eye infections, some conjunctivitis problems where we need to get a pet on antibiotics. And uh, they can actually have sometimes a bloody discharge from the eyes. So um, that too, you know, I'd like to look through the microphone, but I don't know that I can see all the way to Indiana. And, and by the way, hey, hey, uh, you know, I'm a uh, Hammond, Indiana oh, resident yeah. originally. <laughs> Got to put my little shout out there. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so I would certainly say, you know, looking at those eyes and potentially treating any infection that's there and, and getting a good look inside that mouth. So uh, I would certainly say get your, get your vet to take a good look there. Yeah, I did make an appointment at the vet. I took him by there uh, yesterday, but the vet was going to be out until Monday. And Yeah, uh, what is that? You know, why are all the vets in, in Las Vegas working today? <laughs> I, they didn't tell me where he was, so I don't know. He may be in Vegas. Hey, hey. You'll never know because what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Thank you so much for your call today. 1-866-405-8405 to connect with any one of the Dream Team. You're listening to Animal Radio. Find us at AnimalRadio.com. Log on, learn more. Dogs or cats, horse or emu, animals are people too. An upscale German restaurant says your dog is welcome, but keep those crying kids at home. Peter DeGlay, the owner of Boheme, says his customers work hard and don't come to his restaurant to hear children crying. He says they want peace and quiet and have complained to him on several occasions. Now people with children are complaining. Some people are protesting while others are applauding the new rule. 
Deglay, the father of two, doesn't understand what all the fuss is about. He says children are welcome at lunch, just not at dinner. When he says they should be home sleeping anyway. So for now, at Boheme, you and your dog can make a dinner reservation. Just keep the barking to a minimum, please. I'm Brit Savage for Animal Radio. Animals are people too. Animal Radio. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. Don't forget, you can ask your questions directly from the Animal Radio app for iPhone, Android, and BlackBerry. It's a free download. Download it now so you can ask your questions when you have your questions. It could be in the middle of the week. Could be two a.m. On a Saturday morning, the dog got into something. You need to ask your questions. You'll have the app right there. Plus, you can delve into our deep resources and listen to past shows at your convenience, at your time, when you want to listen. It's a free download. Uh, let's head to the phones. Toll free, one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five for Dr. Debbie. Hi, Kathy. Hi. How are you? Oh, fine. Where are you calling from today? Um, Tennessee. Tennessee. I've driven through it. Very beautiful place. Yeah, well, yeah, I've only been here about six years, but I love it. What kind of weather you having? You you having bad weather now? Uh, well, um, not oh, not today, but yeah, a couple of days ago, I lost power. Yeah. Oh, um, nice. but see, I'm getting married, and I moved. I took my cat for the first time. She's six years old, so the first time out of her own environment, and oh. brought her over to my fiance's house, and she won't come out from under the bed. She won't okay. investigate. She, she won't do anything. And, and does he have any pets at his place? No, not at all. So it's, it's a new house. It's only a couple of years old. No pets previous. But um, no, I don't know. I don't understand. Um, I don't know why she won't come out. She'll come out to eat, of course. And I keep moving her bowl and her water and food a little bit further out of the hallway, you know, so that she'll come out a little bit further. But, um, yeah, and... And kitties are, are definitely different than, than dogs when it comes to some of these, you know, new environments when we're changing their world. We're basically turning everything upside down. So what she's doing isn't unusual for many cats, especially those that are a little bit more um, introverted, a little bit more passive. Um, oh, yeah. They are actually... Cat. Oh, for sure. <laughs> Yeah. A cat like yeah. her needs to get comfortable in her immediate surroundings. So I wouldn't necessarily expand her world too fast. Um, yeah. We want to watch her behavior. If she's seeming calm and relaxed in that one room, then I'd kind of keep that one room her world until she seems more relaxed about getting around that. And then we start to you know offer her um, her resources at different locations. But it really it'll depend on cats. I've had one of my own cats move to a new, par- new apartment. And he was jumping all over the place investigating. It was it was just like a free for all. And then the other one was kind of hiding in the back bathroom. So yeah, you, you have to kind of the bed. She feels safe. And but and I. I know her. I mean, even in my own house, I mean, you know, when I'm not here, she'll cry from across the house just to find me, and I'll say, Mommy's in the bathroom, and she'll come she'll <laughs> find my voice. Yeah. Well, and then we need to use you and the food as that positive reward. So, um, you know, when we want to get her out and we want to get her more interactive and investigational in the area, you know, we have food and we don't necessarily want to leave the food out. We want to bring it out to help get her more um, interactive. So you come into the room, you bring in that yummy canned food, you set it down and you, you call your kitty out. And, you know, hopefully with time, that relaxation will come out more. Um, but really, it's got to be a positive association we want we don't want anything to frighten her scary try to control that environment as much as possible and with time um she'll come around um also this is i'm always a big fan on things like those uh, kitty pheromones the scent hormones something 
like this, um, a situation where we just have some anxiety, we want to kind of help her through that, um, I'm a big fan of getting the plug-ins or the spray um, pheromones that you can just kind of use to help relax her in a natural way. Um, oh. And then controlling that environment as much as possible. Pull out those favorite toys that she has uh, to make her um, a little bit more comfortable when you're around or when your fiance is around. The wand. She only has one favorite toy, but I forgot to bring because I was the power went out and I had to kind of rush. I had to bring all my freezer food over here because, you know, he had power. Let's, you know, the main question I had or, or was going to ask is, um, I'm going to move here real soon, but we'd like to get another cat, and she's about six and a half years old. Now, okay. I, what I'd like to know is what's more compatible, a, a, a male or female? Well, she's a female, of course, but what would I, you know, what would be the best for a kitten? Yeah, and cats are very different than dogs, so some of the generalization we'll have with dog combinations are very different. Cats, there is no blanket answer for that, so we don't necessarily have a, a male-female combination we recommend, or even an age combination. For me, I match the personality, and what you're describing is a kitty who, if we get the wrong cat, we could have a very bad match. So what I would suggest is we'd be looking for a kitty that's got somewhat a similar personality, a little bit laid back, so getting a seven-week-old kitten that's high energy jumping all over the place may not be the best match, whether it's a male or a female. So we might look for a slightly older kitty. Um, you know, a young juvenile might be a good combination. And as long as the kitty's spayed or neutered, I'm fine male-female either which way. But I think that personality is really important. And I would not, absolutely would not recommend a new kitty right now from what you're describing. Um, she's already coping and trying to cope with this new environment. Um, Throwing a, a new kitty personality near that would be a lot of anxiety, a lot of stress on her. Um, and, and cats just don't don't show that, don't verbalize it. So her hiding is one way that she is demonstrating that she's not really happy with the situation yet. So we got to let her get to that happy point before we bring in another personality. Thanks for your call, Kathy, to one 405 to connect with any one of the Dream Team. What are we doing here? We are going to tease Tammy. Oh, hey, Tammy. Ow, stop, stop it. What are you working on? I have got a story that could change the world about an orangutan who has now been declared a non-human person. Ooh, I heard about this. Great. I'm so glad you're covering that story that's coming up in just a couple of minutes right here on Animal Radio. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. Hi, this is Fred Willard on Animal Radio. And I'm, I'm begging you. Stay and neuter your animals. I'm sitting up and begging. I'll play, I'll go over and play dead if you want. I'll follow you anywhere you want to go. Celebrating the connection with our pets, this is Animal Radio, featuring your dream team, veterinarian Dr. Debbie White and groomer Joey Villani. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. This hour, Jessica Cameron is joining us. Waka, 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 waka. Calm down. I'm sorry. I know. (laughs) She's uh, not only just a a very talented actress, but she's a scream queen and she's a comic book model. Now, how many people can say they're a comic book model? Wow, that's yeah. pretty cool. I like that. They, yeah. they can take the errors and like kind of airbrush it. <laughs> yes. yeah. Give you that tiny waist. and uh, yeah. She just uh, had her directorial, directorial, directorial debut 
uh-huh. which means she directed a movie. She actually directed it and starred in it, Truth or Dare. And apparently there's a little cat theme going on in it. So we'll find out mm. about that in just a couple of minutes right here on Animal Radio. Animal Radio. And then also we're going to check in with the Louisiana government. There's a government guy, government working for the government down uh-huh. there doing good things for animals. I know. That's a government, yeah, together. put them together with good things for the animals, huh? Well, you know, they have a lot of hurricanes down there. Yeah, they do. And what happens every time there's a hurricane is they have the evacuations, but people, they don't want to leave their pets, so they won't evacuate. So right? they, they hopefully have a solution to that problem, and we'll find out more about that on today's show. But most importantly, it's your calls. Toll-free, 1-866-405-8405 is the number to Dr. Debbie or Joey Volani. We're all here for you right now. And uh, which one are we going to? We're going We're to go, John. Going to John. Hey, Why John. Welcome. Hey, how you doing? Doing good. Where are you calling from today? I'm in uh, Florida. Florida. So, oh. little, north of, little north of West Palm Beach in Stewart. Beautiful day there today? Oh, yeah. Oh, it's great. Florida is good every day, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Always. <laughs> well, Dr. Debbie's right here. What's going on with your animals? Uh, well, the problem that I have is I have a 100-pound boxer, or almost 100, and I have a mutt, but they drink a lot of water. But what my problem is I have a, a water bottle in the garage turned upside down, and you know, the five-gallon bottle on top of a bowl. It used to only be a two-gallon, and I'd put a bigger one on, but it mm-hmm. would get all moldy inside so my vet told me it was okay to use pool water in it which keeps it clear but i'm just worried about them drinking so much pool water continuously i mean they always have fresh in the house but they're always outside because they just have to be out with you okay so where now where is this water container it's in the garage or it's outside no it's it's in it's in the garage but it's just the way it is it just it's so hot here and humid that it gets, you know, the bottle just starts getting moldy, and, and they drink quite a bit, plus other dogs visit, and they go through probably, I probably fill it twice a week. Okay. But, yeah, I mean, definitely in a hot environment, so if we have a, a large amount of water, we can definitely have some mold accumulation, some different different things growing in there. So that's not an ideal situation. And definitely changing it more than twice a week, I'd have to say, for any water source, ideally we'd be changing that water daily um, because that alone will help um, decrease the incidence of things growing in that water and, and just losing its uh, freshness. Um, so that would be one thing. And uh, I'm glad to hear it's out of the sun because that's the other tip that i was going to recommend is to keep the water source out of the sun because that'll definitely um hasten uh, the development of uh, green water or slime in there um but uh, you know i'm not opposed to pool water and dogs drink pool water as long as we're dealing with the really diluted chlorinated water that's in pools it's really not a big deal uh, the problem comes if you have pools that are shocked and that have the high concentration of the chlorine the chemicals in that that's when we really don't want to be touching that water. That should not be any business for the doggies at that time. Um, but for every, you know, everyday water, it's it's not a big deal. And, okay. uh, you know, some folks, you know, will even uh, add a little bit of bleach to drinking water as a way to keep uh, it uh, uh, safe if you're out hiking. Um, so that's even one thing that we can do is some use some very dilute bleach in the drinking water. Well, that was, <clears throat> that was my next question as opposed to, you know, them continuously having to pull water because I'm just out. I work so much outside, and they're always out with me, and they're just continuously using this bottle. And, uh, I mean, you know, they, they kill it, but it's still it just starts getting green. 
And that's that was another suggestion was one tablespoon of bleach per gallon of water. And I wasn't sure about doing I mean, they say it's okay for humans if you let it sit 30 minutes, but I wasn't sure for these guys or just stay with the pool water and I'm fine. Yeah, I mean, I could see a benefit with the the bleach, and I think what you said is much higher than what I typically use. I only use about eight drops per gallon um, for um, for the sanitation, sanitizing that water. So um, at that level, you might pick up a little bit of an odor of bleach, but you just kind of let it sit, like you said, and it should be okay for long-term ingestion. Um, but you don't want to eyeball it. You really want to measure it out um, because you get enough bleach <laughs> ingested, and that could be a problem if you're, if you're just kind of winging it on the dilution there. Hey, Doc, um, what about those spigots? Aren't there spigots that you can turn on, but they don't, don't drip the water where the dog drinks, and it only comes out when the dog drinks from it? Yeah, like so... Yeah, that's a great setup as well. If you can, if you can do that, and if you have the water source where um, you know you can set that up outside. So yeah, that's a nice alternative as well, because um, you definitely want to have fresh water. You know, there's so many different protozoas that can uh, even just in a sitting bowl of water. Yeah. So whether or not we're having large amounts, things like Giardia, which is a protozoa that you know it's just a common everyday thing. We can find it in dog bowls, cat bowls if the water in the bowl is not changed frequently enough. Um, so so that is imperative. And, and definitely, we want those dogs to drink tons of water. It's good for them. Um, and especially if they're out and they're active in that high temperature, we want to give lots of fresh water for them. And it, it's the high temperature, but it's the humidity. Like on my on my back porch, even where the pool is, I'll get uh, mold, slime. They'll start to grow mm. on the glass on the sliding doors. It gets funky back there even. <laughs> Where they drink out of the pool, but the pool is fine, and 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 but it's just you know it's just kind of yeah it's just it's just the way that our state is you know with the humidity. Yeah, John, you know you make me thrilled that I live in a desert environment. I don't have to worry about mosquitoes. I don't have to worry about green slime. It's great out here. You know, when you started this call, I wanted to be there in Florida with you. <laughs> now, yeah, now but uh, some... you have the uh, yeah. the uh, tarantulas and oh. the. Uh, <laughs> We got our own share of uh, fun and games. Scorpions and the big spiders. Well, thank you for your call today. We appreciate it, John. one 8405 to connect with any one of the Dream Team. Animal Radio is underwritten by Natural Balance Pet Foods, the finest food and treats you can buy for your pet. No matter which formula of Natural Balance Pet Food or solution-oriented treat you choose, it will truly be the food for a lifetime and a treat to treat them right. Visit naturalbalanceinc.com to learn more. Hi, I'm Jimmy Van Patten, and I'm here to talk to you about our solution-oriented treats for cats and dogs. Natural Balance Pet Foods offers several nutritious treat formulas with tasty solutions for pets. Our treats feature unique and ingredients like venison, duck, and salmon, accented with cranberries and pumpkin, and offer grain-free options. At Natural Balance, our philosophy is to provide pets and their owners the food for a lifetime. Natural Balance treats truly treat them right. For more information, visit naturalbalanceinc.com. Mirror, mirror on the wall. How did I become so fat? If you're a woman over 40 and you're having trouble losing extra weight, please call the Amberin Hotline now at 1-800-958-3268. After 40, your body changes, and so should your weight loss strategy. At Amberin, we specialize in breakthrough solutions specifically tailored to women over 40, including hormonal balance, relief from menopausal symptoms like hot flashes, and you can lose pounds of stubborn extra weight in just weeks with Amberin Weight Loss. Right now, through this special radio offer, you can get a 100% risk-free trial. Just call 1-800-958-3268 now. 
So if you're a woman over 40 and you're tired of looking in the mirror and not liking what you see, call the Amberin Hotline today. Hurry, this limited time 100% risk-free offer won't last forever. Call 1-800-958-3268. That's 1-800-958-3268. Again, 1-800-958-3268. You know canine caviar for their great human-grade ingredients in your dog's food. We now continue that tradition and excellent pet nutrition with seven single-serving cat food trays. We love our cats and dogs, and that's why we're featuring all human-grade tuna, salmon, and chicken proteins with other hand-chosen ingredients to promote proper nutrition. They're in environmentally friendly, recyclable, BPA-free plastic trays. Look for canine and feline caviar products at your local pet supply store or online. For more information, call 800-392-7898. Hi, this is Jenna Fisher on Animal Radio. Please spay and neuter your animals. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. It's Animal Radio, toll-free, 1-866-405-8405. This week for Wacky Wednesday over at our Facebook page, if you upload your wacky pictures and you get uh, get voted the most likes, you're going to pick up on what, Miss Vanna? You are going to pick up on a year's supply of pet keeper secrets. Pet keeper secrets. What is that? Pet keepers. They're an odor and stain remover. It's a superior stain lifter and a darn good airborne odor remover. It can even get out a skunk smell. Oh, I love it. And what they're going to do is they're going to give you three to four packs, and each pack makes a gallon, and they're going to throw in a couple travel size bottles. So you're going to have enough odor and stain remover cleaner for an entire year from Pet Keeper Secrets. Oh, how exciting is that? So head on over to our Facebook page at Animal Radio and upload those pictures. If you don't have pictures to upload, then go ahead and vote for some of the Wacky Wednesday pictures. i got to tell you, if you haven't seen the Facebook page yet, it's a real time suck. I'm just... <laughs> It's a good in a good way. Yeah, lots of great videos and, and fun stuff over there, and uh, a lot of articles too. I think four or five articles from our very own Doctor Debbie over there. You got it. What are we doing here? We are going to tease Tammy. Oh, hey Tammy, what are you working on? I have got a story Ooh. about an orangutan who has now been declared a non-human person. That's coming up in just a couple of minutes, right here on Animal Radio. Hey Paul. Hey, how's it going today? Good. Where are you calling from? I'm calling from Phoenix. Lovely Phoenix. Is it awesome. beautiful Phoenix? Is, is it beautiful today? Uh not really too much. It's more uh it looks like Zoom Gloom if you're familiar with that. From the coast, yes, from LA. The country's doing some weird things. Anyway, I got the good doctor here, Doctor Debbie, to answer your vet medical questions. What's going on with your animals? Well here's here's my question is I have a undetermined aged Shih Tzu that we had from we got from a rescue, okay. and I, we know he's an old guy just just because. And, he tells uh, you, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you could definitely tell there's Arthur kicking in and all that kind of stuff. Well, a couple of his friends are schnauzers, and they play with you know catch and fetch and all that kind of stuff. Well, I've been noticing his teeth falling out. Oh gosh. From, Especially like his front ones because I don't know about the schnauzer breed. I've never had one before. And so he'll get it and he'll get a rag toy and just start shaking it like, you know, like other dogs do that he sees. 
and I've been noticing teeth falling out. Oh, my God. Get him to the vet, for goodness sakes. <laughs> we need to look inside this doggy's mouth. Has he had any kind of dental exam recently? He had, and they had said everything was cool, but that they told us that it was just a part of age. Uh, and I'm thinking, do I correlate it with the toys that he's not used to? And there's a whole bunch of things going on with this little guy. We, oh we got him as a rescue. They actually, it was the day before they were going to put him down. And he had somehow gotten an eye injury. So he's, you know, can, the, old, the old joke you know, the dog lucky missing an eye and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, he's actually missing an eye. <laughs> and okay. he's old and all this kind of stuff. So my oh. question to you is, after all that, can I, are, are dogs' teeth like human teeth? They get in pain and can I give them like an aspirin, a baby aspirin, or take the pain away like wrapping cheese or something? Okay. Um, I'm going to stop with uh, the aspirin question first, and then I'm going to go back to the other part of that question. <laughs> um, aspirin, I do not give to animals. I really do not. Um, maybe decades ago, it was the only thing we had for pain in animals. And yeah. it, while, it, while it may help with the pain response, it can actually, and, and it's been proven, they, get, they gave aspirin to dogs that were perfectly healthy, and then they went in with a scope and looked at their stomach, and almost every animal that was given aspirin had some form of micro ulcers in their stomach. So there's so many safer things that we can give for pets that don't cause stomach ulceration and don't cause the problems with the kidneys that we can have with aspirin. So nix that right away. <laughs> and, and it definitely upsets me that a lot of people buy aspirin at pet, pet stores over the counter and they're giving this to their pets as a way to treat you know, arthritis or chronic pain because it really is jeopardizing your pet uh, when there's so many so many more safer alternatives um, that can be directly given, you know, through uh, assistance with your veterinarian. So that's part of the thing. Then I'll go back to the whole teeth thing. Now, if any dog has teeth falling out and they're not a puppy and, you know, they're not, they're not losing those baby teeth, teeth falling out means there's disease in the mouth. So um, it is certainly possible that something like pulling on a toy might kind of put extra pressure on some tenuous teeth and pull those out, but that means there's still disease in that mouth that led to that weakening of the tooth um, interface. So I would say if they said they didn't see dental problems, you know what we know? <laughs> we know that even if we look at perfectly healthy teeth, in many cases, there's actually disease under the gum line. So I would still say pick up that phone, hey, my dog lost some teeth, I want to get a dental exam and maybe get a cleaning if it's appropriate for your pet's health. Um, And then see about that because we don't want teeth falling out helter-skelter. He may need to, you know, if we intervene, we might be able to, you know, maybe clean the teeth. Maybe there's some diseased ones we can take out and save the teeth that are adjacent to that. Um, So that would be all what I would be kind of focusing on that mouth. And uh, unless his, you know, brother or sister dogs are popping him in the mouth with some kind of baseball and knocking those teeth out, um, then I'm going to say it's probably bad teeth in there and we need to get a look. Okay. And that's my dogs. My dogs, it's the tennis balls they throw at each other that uh, have led to problems. So, darn kids, you tell them one thing and they do another. Especially (laughs) yours. Especially yours. Paul, thank you for your call today. 1-866-405-8405 to connect with any one of the Dream Team right now. Could be Groomer Joey Volani or Dr. Debbie answering your vet medical questions right now. Hi, Dennis. Hi, how you doing? Doing good. Where are you today? 
Chesapeake, Virginia. Oh, it sounds beautiful. Oh, it's beautiful today. It's uh, 68, sunny, and no humidity. Oh, you very, very nice. love that. Beautiful. Love that. How's your pets? Uh, my pet's doing very well. She just has uh, an annoying, I guess I would say an annoying behavior. Uh-huh. And I'm wondering if you could okay. help me with. All right. Tell me all about her. All right. She's a, she's a three-and-a-half-year-old Rottweiler, and I've had her since she was a puppy. And I guess when uh, she was a puppy, I was walking her one evening, and something startled her. And it startled her so bad that uh, she actually, like, tore the leash out of my hand and started running the opposite way. And I actually had to run mm-hmm. about, I don't know, 75 yards to catch her. And it seems like ever since then, and, I, again, she's three and a half years old, I can walk, uh, when I walk her, uh, she walks very well. Uh, she doesn't lead me. She walks beside me. But she has a behavior where she is almost, um, she'll walk like 30 yards, look behind her, and then walk another 30 yards, look behind her. And mm-hmm. I really can't keep her, like, focused on going forward. Okay. And I wonder if there's some some way that I can just help her to focus on just moving forward rather than, you know, looking behind us all the time. Mm-hmm. Sure. Now, um, when you're st- your style of walking her, how does she walk? Does she walk on your side? Does she walk ahead of you? Uh, and you're keeping her on a leash, right? I'm keeping her on a leash, and when okay. I walk her, she walks almost uh, even with me, parallel with me on my side. Okay. Perfect. Good, because that's where we want it. Because that's where the confidence is being next to you. So, yes. Um, so yes, the negative experience, the fearful thing that set her off, um, that negative experience is by far stronger than all the good stuff that happens on her walks. So that's very hard to overcome. What we have to do is we're going to work on um, making that a very positive reward, and then we're going to also going to practice some maybe quiet times of the day. So in an area maybe where there's not a lot of activity, uh, quiet. And you know what? My, my own dog did this. He came back from, went away to a trainer. You sent him out to a trainer. Thought he'd come back great. Came back. He was fearful of walking by busy streets. Oh. And I was like, well, he went to the country. There's no busy streets in the country. <laughs> so, um, I had to deal with this. And, and one of the big things is we worked on quiet streets, um, that weren't quite so scary for him. And, uh, we walked at, low traffic times of the day when there's not a lot of activity. So that's one of the biggest things. Be smart about the times you're trying to practice this training. It's also helpful if you have a friend, family member, or a a good Samaritan, you can bribe to bribe your dog along these walks. Um, Not to be necessarily walking with you, but to be an encounter along the way. So that going out for these walks, um, you get a nice little snossage, um, or you get a goodie treat um, along the way. And that is something positive that's always going to be in front of her, never behind her, and to kind of give her that interest to get forward. Um, that plus walking very confidently and having her by your side. And if she starts to show interest in looking away, um, walk forward or redirect her to the different side. So she's looking to the left and says, oh, what the heck's going on over there? Something's coming up on my left-hand side. Then you're going to go to the right. So you kind of divert her away from that. 
And some dogs do very well if we work on this with a head collar. And I don't know if you've ever seen one of those things. Basically, they fit over the head and the the snout. I call it the snoot, too. Sorry. (laughs) Um, So they fit over that area. And it's a very effective way to train a large animal or a very active one uh, to go the direction you want them to. And the greatest example is if you look at a horse, it's a bridle, basically. Um, So that's how that works is the head collar. It's a non-painful way of just self-correcting, so you can kind of keep her head focused in the direction you want. Um, so that would be another great thing. And, you know, you might even try. Um, a lot of times I use my pheromone collars. I do enjoy those, and I like to add that in. That's uh, the calming hormone that dogs can sense. We cannot, um, but it can help to kind of, in a non-medication way, help help her through this. So a lot of work for you there. Um, But, you know, this is definitely something I can feel some personal pain from and some personal success. So um, if you work on it, I I think you'll get there, Dennis. All right. I'm looking forward to some success. Give us a call back if you're still having problems there. Dennis, we appreciate it. Take care. And thanks for listening to Animal Radio 1-866-405-8405 to connect with any one of the Dream Team right now. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. If you have a dog that pulls, like I do, come here, Max, and let me put on the halty harness. The halty harness will help your dog stop pulling by providing front body control. Check out the Halty range by the Company of Animals. It includes the Halty training lead, Halty head collar, Halty training harness, and the OptiFit head collar, which comes with a DVD training guide. To find a Halty range retailer near you, visit www.companyofanimals.us. It will change your life. Good boy, Max. You know canine caviar for their great human-grade ingredients in your dog's food. We now continue that tradition and excellent pet nutrition with seven single-serving cat food trays. We love our cats and dogs, and that's why we're featuring all human-grade tuna, salmon, and chicken proteins with other hand-chosen ingredients to promote proper nutrition. They're in environmentally friendly, recyclable, BPA-free plastic trays. Look for canine and feline caviar products at your local pet supply store or online. For more information, call 800-392-7899. I would like to invite you to participate in a brief survey on personal values. I'll make a statement, and you simply think agree or disagree. Ready? Here we go. Statement one. My life is complicated, so I appreciate simplicity. Agree or disagree? Two. I tend to make my own decisions, which may or may not be the popular ones. Three. When buying luxury products, I don't mind paying for the best, but I hate to overpay. Four. I value both form and function. And five, I value pure, clean design. Now, if you agreed with these statements, you are the type of person for whom the 2014 Bosch Kitchen was designed. With unrivaled European design, it's a kitchen designed around our mutual values. It's a kitchen designed around life, on your terms. The 2014 Bosch Kitchen, perfection in every detail. Step up to a Bosch Kitchen package of three or more appliances and get a 10% rebate. See the new Bosch Kitchen at your Bosch retailer. The Movie Man Six Second Review starts now. A fairy tale mashup with big music, big stars, and great looking production. Take the family into the woods. I mean, do you have trouble skin or acne? With Proactive Plus, your acne can heal and you can help prevent new breakouts from happening. Call Proactive Plus now and receive a 60 day free trial along with two free extras and free shipping. Call 800 677 6111. That's 800 677 6111. This is an animal radio news update brought to you by Doctors Foster and Smith Pet Supplies with thousands of quality products at low prices every day so you save on every order. 
visit fosterandsmith.com. I'm Tammy Trujillo. Now, you probably remember a few weeks ago we had the story of an appeals court upholding a ruling in New York that refused to grant basic human rights to a pet chimpanzee. Okay, well, get this. Now an appeals court in Buenos Aires, Argentina, has granted basic legal rights to a 28-year-old orangutan. The case was brought by an advocacy group trying to win freedom for Sandra. She's an orangutan at the Buenos Aires Zoo. Under the ruling, Sandra has been declared a non-human person who has been wrongfully deprived of her freedom. The court said, quote, it is necessary to recognize that the animal is subject to rights and should be protected. Sandra was born in a zoo in Germany and sent to Argentina 20 years ago. She is super shy. In fact, she's been seen covering her head with a blanket, so people at the zoo can't gawk at her when there's a crowd. Now, if there is no appeal, Sandra is going to be transferred to a sanctuary. The lawyer who represented Sandra in court, yes, she had her own lawyer. This man is Andres Gil Dominguez, and he says now the discussion has to center on whether captivity in itself damages an animal's rights. So this is huge. All right, the state of Oklahoma could become the newest state to actually have a plan in place on how to handle pets and other animals in the wake of a disaster. The idea is to bring the State Department of Agriculture and the state veterinarian together with the local shelters and animal groups and really make a team out of things. The bill is being championed by newly elected state representative John Pfeiffer, and one of the most important provisions of his bill would be that pets cannot be transferred out of state after a disaster without the permission of the state's chief animal doctor. That would make it a lot easier to reunite pets and their guardians. The bill was sparked by the Moore tornado that tore through Oklahoma in 2013. Well, here's one of those stories that you're going to say, nah, that's not true, but I'm telling you it absolutely is. Talk about one lucky pooch. A blind 13-year-old Boston Terrier survived falling 15 stories from his owner's condo in Sacramento. Sam is his name, and he actually landed in a hot tub on the ground floor. Workers went to investigate after they heard a very loud splash, and they found Sam dog paddling in the water. He suffered five broken ribs and several fractures to his pelvis, but he's going to make a full recovery. Sam's guardian, Bill McCourt, says no one believes the story when he tells them, and that he can't wait for Sam to get home from the hospital because Sam is a huge part of their family. I'm Tammy Trujillo. Get more breaking animal news anytime at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Doctors Foster and Smith Pet Supplies. Visit FosterAndSmith.com for pet supplies selected by veterinarians with 100% satisfaction guaranteed. Doctors Foster and Smith, your trusted source for quality, affordable pet supplies. Veterinarian owned, with veterinary expertise behind every product. Doctors Foster and Smith has thousands of name brand pet products, including pet medications, all with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Low prices every day, so you save on every order, with free shipping on orders $49 or more. Fast service delivered right to your door. Shop online at fosterandsmith.com because your pet's health and happiness come first. Geico RV presents Reflections from the Road. I love the great outdoors and saving money. So I made the easy switch to Geico RV insurance, which was a whole lot easier than eating my wife's cooking for a week. Rob, I can hear you. Sometimes I think she can read my thoughts. Yeah, you were thinking about Geico RV insurance. Man, she's good. Well, you are saying everything out loud. I meant to do an internal monologue. Geico, for your RV trailer or camper. See how much you could save. If you have a dog that pulls, like I do, come here, Max, and let me put on the Halty Harness. The Halty Harness will help your dog stop pulling by providing front body control. 
Check out the Halty range by the Company of Animals. It includes the Halty training lead, Halty head collar, Halty training harness, and the OptiFit head collar, which comes with a DVD training guide. To find a Halty range retailer near you, visit www.companyofanimals.us. It will change your life. Good boy, Max. Did you donate anything to charity last year? Or did you tell your girlfriend you donated something to charity, but really you just moved it to the attic? Because that CD tower is part of who you are. And if Michelle doesn't understand that, well, maybe Michelle doesn't understand you. Or, well, no matter what you went through last year, answering questions like, did you donate anything, is much simpler. Intuit TurboTax. It's amazing what you're capable of. You're listening to Animal Radio. If you missed any part of today's show, visit us at AnimalRadio.com or download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. It's Animal Radio. Toll free, 1-866-405-8405 to the Dream Team here. Dr. Debbie, your dog father, Joey Volani. Don't forget, you can ask your questions from the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. It's a free download thanks to those folks over at Doctors, Fosters, and Smith. We have the Scream Queen and actress <laughs> Jessica Cameron joining us. She's a big animal lover. Hi, Jessica. How are you doing? I'm very well, thank you. How are you doing? Oh, very excited to talk to you. Now, I understand you have a lot of animals around you, don't you? <laughs> I have five cats who some say they're animals. I consider them family. So you're a cat person. Oh, well, I'm, here's the thing. I'm an animal person, but I feel like cats are much more conducive to my lifestyle, sure. which is, you know, uh, as an actor and a scream queen, you know, I travel a fair amount and I travel often last minute. Um, my trips can get extended. There's times like in the last six months where I haven't been home literally for more than two or three weeks at wow. any given time. Uh, so I find, honestly, and living in a metropolitan area like Los Angeles, California, it's actually easier for me to get somebody to come in and watch five cats than it is to watch one dog. You must have those low-maintenance cats people talk about. It seems like the only cats that I get are pretty high-maintenance. <laughs> I, I they're just like dogs to, to me, or our cats are. Uh, they seem to all be sick or need pills or need this or and that. Shots. I mean, it's, yes. I think that's a great thing to be considerate about the animals and not leave them at home like that. I think it's a great thing not to have them if that's your lifestyle. Mm. I'm really lucky that there's people in my apartment building that will literally just come in and sit with my cats for a couple hours and just hang out with them. Oh, that's you great. Know, uh, yeah, well, but it's again, it's easier to get somebody to come in and sit down than it is to be like, <laughs> let's go for a walk. I'm going to pick up, you know. It's just, it's funny. You would think that five cats would be tricky. It's actually not. And I noticed that uh, your cats, they're all black. Huh? Really? They are by fluke, which is kind of just ironic given my job description. <laughs> uh, <laughs> right? You would think it was intentional, but yes. it's actually not. Um, it's actually a combination. For whatever reason, the majority of cats that I either find or come across tend to be black. And then they also tend to be the ones that I have the most difficulty relocating. What do you think that is? I do believe there's still a lot of uh, negative connotations around black cats. Uh, even like on Halloween or around Halloween, some shelters in Los Angeles won't adopt out a black cat because people do bad things, you know, because they're believed uh, to be nefarious creatures and, and whatnot. So people use them in horrible rituals. It's really, really vicious. 
that's pretty straightforward across the country that they don't adopt yeah. black cats at They're that time of year. They're not safe during that time. Yeah. Mm. I think black cats right. are glamorous, I, was, I, I really though. lucked out because, like, the last one I got in September, and I was like, please let me have her. And they're like, yeah, you have four. You're fine. <laughs> 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 they're like, you're not doing anything horrible. I was like, no, they're my angels, so don't worry. Mm. Uh, but my, my fourth one, the second youngest, I actually did not mean to keep, but we were trying to house her and I couldn't find a home for her and it was end of September a couple of years back and we were contacting all the shelters and everyone said you know like we'll technically take her but we can't adopt her out sure. and when they explained why we're like well now we definitely can't get rid of her so yeah. you're a foster failure yeah, I was just gonna say that <laughs> exactly and for whatever reason like again it's just it's an easier sell I find I find cats usually a couple times a year just throughout my travels and whatnot, mm-hmm. and I'm always almost always able to find them a home. Except they do seem to struggle a little bit more with the black ones. They're just it's a harder sell. Do you ever uh, work with them on set? I mean, you've been in so many different movies and, and, and flicks that I would imagine once or twice you've had the opportunity to work with animals, huh? I do. I've worked with uh, dogs, donkeys, horses, <laughs> cats, uh, rabbits, mice. <laughs> Um, I've worked with a, a myriad of creatures, uh, and luckily, knock on wood, <laughs> all all good experiences. Even the donkey, which was a rescue donkey, and I was warned that uh, he has a temper. And I didn't so much work with him as much as just had to be near him in scenes. Yeah. But uh, and and we we didn't we weren't best friends, but we definitely had an understanding. But the owners was like, be careful. He had a really hard upbringing, so he's very temperamental, which is you know things you never want to hear. Regarding a donkey. Yeah. The one time where I was holding a boa constrictor and I was already, like, it was already wrapped over my arms and I was getting all friendly. His name was Lester. And that's when the handler was like, um, by the way, be a little bit careful because Lester has been known to bite. And yeah. I'm like, great. His face is like three inches from mine. That's thanks. You couldn't tell me that before. Yeah. <laughs> They're union donkeys, aren't they? They're union, aren't they SAG donkeys? That's true. I think everybody is from SAG. <laughs> what? <laughs> Uh, I'm not the hugest uh, advocate of SAG. Yeah, well, you know, are you are you a SAG member? Mm-hmm. Well, of course. <laughs> I am a SAG member, uh, and I do believe I, I actually did end up on a horrible set a couple months back, and SAG was delightful. Well, they would have been right there if that donkey had gotten up all on your grill and everything like that. But okay. right. So what uh, what's it been like? Like, if I've heard that spiders are like freak you out, and you work on all these sets because you you mostly work on like thrillers and scary horror stuff. Films. I do, I do. I work on a lot of horror films, and I hope you don't consider. I don't consider spiders to be an animal. Okay. <laughs> They terrify me. You know, there are friends. Definitely not friends. There are there are uh, friends. Okay, that's what you say. I, I disagree. <laughs> I, I have learned as of late to not that there there's still a understanding, and I don't know if you're aware of this, but incense keeps them away. So there's like almost always incense burning in my apartment. Oh, okay. Uh, just to try to keep them at bay. That said, I don't go out of my way to harm them and I try to keep my distance from them. I have a, uh, a mutual respect mainly because I have a friend who loves spiders, especially the larger varieties, tarantulas and such, and she uh, has been slowly uh, advocating for spiders. And well, think of the bugs if the spiders weren't there. Think of what the bugs would well, do. That would be horrible. I, I, just, I feel like I could handle a few more flies if I meant getting rid of some of the black widows. <laughs> okay. I understand, you know, well, you're the scream queen. I'm wondering if you could scream for us uh, as, a, as a, uh, a salutation to say goodbye. Are you sure you want me to? <laughs> Uh, all of us grab our headphones and uh, raise them Take about them an off. inch away. Yeah, get them off your head. This, of course, Jessica. More than an inch. Cameron, who is... <laughs> 
What was it like, the latest film? Was that Truth or Dare? Truth or Dare is the one that's doing the festival rounds right now, and that hopefully will be coming out on VOD and DVDs in uh, 2015. And you so. directed that. I did direct that, and then I acted in it as well. And I actually, a cat-related story, more than life itself, I wanted Grumpy Cat in my movie. And this is, you know, two years ago before Grumpy Cat was, he was big, but he wasn't as big as now. Uh, I don't think he had an agent then, he just had a manager. And I thought, how funny would it be if at the very end of the movie, after everything has happened, uh, if we add a line earlier in the movie that the owner of the house has a mean cat that nobody ever sees, and then at the very end you just have this cat walking over the bodies. <laughs> you know, I, 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 in my mind, that was like the only thing I really wanted. And my producer actually uh, buddied up to Grumpy Cat's owner, who is from the same hometown that he is, for like six months. And, like, you know, just was really active and chatted with her, and they were kind of friendly online, and they were just, like, buds. Uh, and then came time to shoot the movie, and he, you know, approached to be like, hey, any chance we could get Grumpy Cat for a brief cameo? It was literally, <laughs> like, three minutes. Uh, you know, we'll pay you all this money. And she put us in touch with the manager who wouldn't even respond to her call. <laughs> that is, you know, I got to tell you, that Grumpy Cat is, he made $100 million yeah, this I year. That's unbelievable. Wow. Uh, it's been so fun hanging with you today. Go give those five cats a big old hug from all of us. And before you go, Jessica Cameron is with her. She, of course, is the scream queen. I'm not quite sure what makes her the scream queen, but uh, go ahead and adjust the levels on your radio if you need to right now as she gives us one of her screams. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> I couldn't let it go on longer, but my cat's all third. <laughs> You're listening to Animal Radio. Find us at AnimalRadio.com. Log on, learn more. This is Animal Radio. Hi, Rocky. Hello, Doctor. How are you? Hi, I'm doing really good. What's uh, going on in your world? Oh, kind of hectic right now. I got scratch <laughs> marks all over my arms, but other than Uh-oh. that, I'm, I'm cool. Uh, I, I find your show intriguing and I learned a, a lot of new things out of it. Thank you for tuning in and listening. We always appreciate talking to our faithful listeners. Uh, what do you have going on there? Well, my dilemma is my neighbor had him a call. Uh, he had him, uh, he was two years old. After living with him for about 16 years, I finally got tired of uh, him ignoring the call. And I approached him and I kind of adopted him. And I kind of rescued him because he wasn't doing anything with it. The poor thing was just always in the cage. And every time I go with him, it, it seems like we bonded really good. And yeah. he loves to play. He loves to climb on you. My problem is his, his talent. He's got these sharp nails that they are curved. And I tried uh, kind of sanding it down. I put this... Uh, big old piece of wood with a sandpaper around it and mm-hmm. uh, for him to stand down and hoping for him to kind of dull up those sharp points. But no, it didn't work. Okay. That's my so dilemma. He, he loves okay, to so get on my arm. He loves to crawl up and he kind of digs in and makes holes and scratch marks all over my, my arms. I gotcha. So y- you can't grow thicker skin, so you're asking how we're going to deal with this. So I got it. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, well, th- this is easy advice, and-, and I can tell you this is something we deal with a regular basis at our office. Um, what we need to have done for your little guy there is to get his uh, nails trimmed. 
And the best way, a couple tips I recommend about this is one is I don't often recommend the primary person in the home, the the one that they're bonded to. I don't often recommend them to do it. Uh, so this is where you don't want to break down that bond that you have with your bird. Um, okay. It's best to see a veterinarian uh, that works on birds and is comfortable with birds and to have the nails uh, trimmed. I prefer to trim large bird nails with a Dremel um, and actually kind of grind them down. Um, most birds do very well with that and we it's a less of a risk of cutting too short um, and that also gives us some nice control at kind of polishing and kind of rounding out the edges for them um, once that's done you will find that your bird's nails are much more comfortable and tolerable and, and it has to be maintained on a regular basis for some birds depending on how much they're wearing uh, their claws um, but that would be an easy fix and I think that that would um, help your, your your problem since he is sounds like he's very tame He's easy with handling. It's just a matter of they're just daggers. <laughs> yes, it is. It is. It's about about a little bit over a quarter inch of daggers. When they dig in, they dig in. They can't get them off. And I'm so sorry for those birds that talk get a hold of or something like that. But, uh, right. Thank you very you, much. Okay, uh, very I good. I and to, I, I have to take them to a bed. Absolutely. And, you know, if you're having trouble finding a veterinarian that works on birds in your area, sometimes even calling local pet stores, and they can kind of help give you referrals. Um, when I was just a wee little uh, teenager, I worked at a pet store, and we trimmed uh, small bird nails. Um, we didn't often do large you birds. You a but wee they may little be able to... teenager? I was. I'm still kind of a wee little adult, I would like to say. <laughs> but... Thanks for your call, Rocky. one 405 Cats can be so finicky, but a cat taking a trip on a ship bound from China to England survived only on condensation and cardboard. The little white cat jumped in a box of cooking ware and survived a 26-day journey in a sealed crate. She was found by surprised workers at a crockery supplier who were unloading the boxes and promptly named Chairman Meow. Chairman Meow was fed, vaccinated, and quarantined at a local animal center where she's enjoying being petted and fussed over. She'll soon be ready for a new home with food. Any kind of cat food would be fine. And I thought airline food was bad. I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. Animals are people too. Animal Radio. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. Ooh, uh-huh. Uh-huh. It's Animal Radio, toll free at 1-866-405-8405. Reach out to any one of the Dream Team with your questions for the vet, groomer Joey Volani. Well, and I wanted to answer this question. We just got another one of these calls. Someone from, from um, I believe, Wyoming said I, they have a Yorkshire Terrier, and they wanted to know what Dr. Debbie's book was because they heard that she did a great book. I think that's absolutely correct. She actually has four great sort of owner's manuals, owner's, guardian's manuals, can I say, Yorkshire Terrier's 
Shih Tzus, Pugs, Mini Schnauzers, How to Be Your Dog's Best Friend. And these are Kindle books. You can get them over at Amazon.com, and we have links over at AnimalRadio.com. She's also a pretty good writer, I must say myself. Thank you so much. Let's hit the phones again. Dr. Debbie's answering your questions, as well as dog father Joey Volani. Mike, you're up. Hey, hello. How are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? Good. How can we help you today? Well, my dad is like 78 years old now, and... uh, you know, his, my my mom's with him also, but uh, he keeps having problems with balance. You know, and he mm-hmm. keeps falling down. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> and I'm trying to get some information about the balance dogs. Okay, sure. And um, as far as uh, do you, what area are you from? <laughs> uh, I'm in Nevada. Hey, awesome. <laughs> All right. I like to take the Nevada calls. Awesome. Um, so as far as locally um, in Las Vegas, I know we do have a Delta Society chapter, and that would be the organization that I would direct you to. Um, now, for folks that are looking for service dogs of various different, different capacity, um, the trick is to find the right resource that can get you to the different groups. Exactly. And Delta, and Delta Society is a... Um, society basically that helps to foster the human-animal bond and uh, works with particular service pets. So um, we're looking for a dog that is trained in the specific capacity to be able to assist um, as support, um, as uh, you know, guidance even, and uh, there are dogs trained for that. And I would direct you um, either to their website. I don't have the local phone number. Um, the DeltaSociety.org is their website. What I'm is sorry. it? I'm sorry. It's www.deltasociety.org, and um, they have uh, extensive resources on that website um, about where you can contact and all that type of stuff. And I apologize, because I do have a local card somewhere in my Rolodex, but gosh, you don't want to see my desk. Uh, My Rolodex is even a worse mess. Yeah, I'm a little slow. We all know that. Anyone who's been listening for any length of time knows that. So you're looking for a dog that's an assistance dog for somebody that loses their balance. Is that what yeah, we're talking about? That's okay. What we're and talking what, about. what does the dog do exactly? Does it, 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 I don't understand how it facilitates that, Doc. I've never seen this before. Well, in this particular instance, we would have a dog that is actually trained, um, preferably a very large, um, strong dog that can be leaned upon, um, getting out of chairs, so you have an uh, an ability to have a support um, as you're walking down um, anywhere um, okay. to have a dog next to you, so you can kind of have that support structure. Um, now, that's the great thing is service dogs. All sorts of animals. Um, I've seen small ponies in this capacity as well, um, where people will have a, a, a pony trained as a service dog in that kind of way. Um, but yeah, dogs, they'll be trained to just about anything. Alert Ooh. people to an impending seizure. Wow. Um, you know, everyone knows kind of like the uh, seeing eye dogs, but there's hearing dogs that alert people when the phone is ringing or someone's at the door. Um, so pretty much you name a need of something in a person's life. And a dog can be trained in that capacity, or a pony, a potbelly pig, even birds are. They can all be service animals and really help um, help out their human companions. Ooh. What do birds do? Yeah, 
Well, uh, they can have a lot as far as in uh, just the smaller tasks in helping to get things to and from. Um, and also, I've had some folks that say birds can also uh, sense some of their uh, moods, seizures, and so forth like that as well. So, yeah. Oh, wow. But uh, probably, probably wouldn't want a bird for our, what we're talking about here right now. Yes, yes. And unless you, you know, really want some pony poop in your house, you know, that yeah, can that always be a good... I was thinking that too. Yeah, okay. Well, thank yes. you for your call. Good luck with that. And you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna get your email address, and if we can find that business card, uh, Doctor Debbie has, I will uh, forward you the information. Okay. So hang tight there for one second. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. It's amazing what our animals can do and what they can sense. I saw the story this week about all the frogs in Italy. They had an earthquake over there, and the frogs all made a mass exodus prior to the earthquake. And they're speculating now that frogs might know prior to earthquakes might be the next big predictor. Wow. They know That's so something, man. You see the critters running. You better go that way, too. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. Wasn't that fun? Don't you want to do it again next week? We'll be here for you to do it again next week. Meanwhile, visit us over at AnimalRadio.com or download the Animal Radio app for Android and iPhone, even BlackBerry. And you can listen to the show during the week and even ask your questions during the week. So go do it now. And be sure to visit us over at Facebook this week uh, for the Wacky Wednesday contest. Check out the pictures and the videos. It's always a great a waste of time. No, it's not a waste oh, of time. It's, it's a lot of fun, but it's just, you know, don't plan on doing anything for the next hour or so after you go over there. Have yourself a great week. We'll see you next week for more Animal Radio on this fine station. Bye. Bye-bye. This is Animal Radio Network.